Hello, everyone. So before we get into today's episode, I just have a couple things to tell you and share with all of you. So the first thing is we are starting to bring the mindful meditation aspect back to our episode. So we kind of veered off this path since season two, haven't added that or incorporated it into the end of our episodes as we were doing for season one. At the end of every episode, I always went through a mindfulness activity or a meditation, something I found online or in a book, something that I've written myself. So we are going to be bringing that back into our episodes and I am so excited. So Rachel and I will kind of go back and forth who does the meditation portion and it's just really going to be great, I think. So we asked all of you guys on Instagram if you would be interested in seeing that back in our episodes and everyone said yes, so I'm really excited. And another thing to note on meditation is I announced on Instagram that I am going to be starting my 200-hour yoga teaching yoga teacher training in the springtime and I am so excited. I cannot wait. One of my goals for 2021 was to become teacher certified in yoga and in March actually I am taking my certification in kids yoga. So I'm really looking forward to that. As all of you know, I work with kids on the autism spectrum at this moment and I really can't wait to incorporate that into that world, um, whether it be just through subtle movements, through little activities that I can put into our play routines um, with all the behavior therapy that I'm doing there, whether it be on the side, I can find some little kiddos to teach yoga to, but I'm really looking forward to it. So I really want to grow and develop my meditative side of yoga and all of that. And I know that it means a lot to Rachel as well, which gets me into a little bit of my next portion. So every Sunday, I will be offering a free meditation Zoom class, if you will. Um, It is completely free, no obligation to show up every time. If you're interested and you just want to pop in anytime you can, it will be on Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The reason I chose Sundays is because I feel like it's a really great opportunity to go into a new week with high energy, um, feeling calm, feeling grateful, and this is just a really great opportunity for that. So if you guys are interested in getting that link. You can send us a message on Instagram. If you know us personally, feel free to send us Rachel or I a text message. We'll send that link right over to you. I also am so excited to say that Rachel is a Reiki One certified. As many of you guys all know, we have already announced this, but she is seeing clients right now for free. As she gets her feet wet more, learns more, dives deeper into all of her Reiki knowledge and her journey with Reiki, she will be seeing patients for free for, I'm, I'm not sure how long she'll do that, maybe until her next certification, we'll see. But for now, she is accepting anyone for free. So if you're interested and you're in the Boston area, the South Shore area of Massachusetts, send us a message. Rachel would love to see you and we'll work something out with the time and all of that stuff. So really excited. If you're interested in listening at the end of our episodes to our meditations, they'll always be at the end. So just stick around after we say goodbye. So today will be our first back into the swing of meditation. And I'm just really looking forward to it and cannot wait to bring you all on this journey with us. So without further ado, let's get going.
Hello, everyone. What is up? Welcome back to another episode of Blissful Love with Dev McMahon and Rachel Lawrence. Hello, you guys. Hi, guys. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Here we are again. Another episode together. (laughs) (laughs) How are you today, Rach? I'm hanging in there, Dev. How are you? I feel the same way. (laughs) (laughs) Hanging in there. Yes, as always. So we are again remote this week. Unfortunately, I feel like we've been getting so much like snow and rain and ice lately. Do you feel like that? Yeah, it's been it's been crazy weather. The weather's in New been insane. Yeah. And I feel I, I guess it's supposed to snow and rain and X, Y, and Z all week too, which is kind of crazy, but I know. Here we are in January, uh January, oh my god, February, February. New England weather. I know. <laughs> halfway through february already can you believe that no i cannot wait for the spring i've been thinking about it a lot lately (laughs) i know better times are coming exactly all right rach what makes you feel blissful today and how did you propel your love today uh so what made me feel blissful today was me and connor um actually got to go to the gym together today which we used to do a lot um but obviously since covid and stuff his gym is open um, at like 25% capacity or whatever it is right now. Um, But it's just not the same. I don't know if anyone has, I don't don't know if you've tried to like go to an actual gym during all this, but it's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, It's so like, it's just like, but I know Connor used to go to the gym together all the time, like before all this started happening. And I used to love that, like being able to just like get a good workout in and then like go get food and stuff after. So that made me feel happy that we got to do that today together. Yeah, that's nice. Um, And then how did I propel my love today? I actually, I had some flowers left over from Valentine's Day. So I just made a big, nice big bouquet for one of my friends from work and just gave her some just because flowers and so that felt good. I oh, love that was being nice. Able to do that, yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's, that was that's so nice. <laughs> I know that's like my favorite part about doing bouquet of happiness and like doing the flowers and stuff is like you always. I always have so many flowers left over, mm-hmm. and like getting to just do like free little like bouquets here and there for people is like the best ever. And everybody loves it so much. Yeah. Yeah, that's yes. nice. I love How about that. you? What makes you feel blissful today? Um, so today I did my first Bowen, um, day or class, whatever you call it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so Caitlin, who is one of Rachel's friends actually from her hometown, um, she is a, what do you even call it? A Bowen teacher, a a Bowen Bowen instructor, practitioner, practitioner. She's going to be a practitioner. She's like a few months away from being a practitioner. Yes. Yes. Um, and she is amazing. I still don't feel right. Like I feel very out of it. I feel like I need to rest and sleep and write in my journal and relax my mind. Um, It's crazy. I felt afterwards, I think the best way to describe how you feel afterwards is when you were a kid and you would do handstands over and over again, and then you would stand up and you're like, I don't really necessarily have a headache, but like my head feels funky and I just feel kind of like I'm not talking right. Yeah. <laughs> I know um, what you mean. But it's like it's not a bad feeling. Like you're like, "Whoa, like I feel" is how she explained it to me is like 
all the energy is being released out of you and that's kind of how it feels it's just like a lot exactly Um, yeah but it was absolutely amazing her presence is amazing as soon as she's fantastic she's awesome as soon as I got there I was just like oh my god I just felt like I wanted to be around her all day like I was about to be like so what are your plans for the rest of the day she's the best that's so funny (laughs) yes it was amazing I love just like sitting and talking with her was so nice um so that definitely made me feel blissful today. I cannot wait to go back and see her yeah, again. That's awesome. I'm yeah. going tomorrow morning. I can't wait. Oh, it's just <laughs> amazing. I highly suggest everybody to go see her. The more people that she sees now in her early practice, um, the better and stronger she will be as a practitioner in the exactly. forward in the future and going forward. So if you guys are interested, definitely reach out to us and we can give you her contact information. Um, she does her Bowen out of Stoneham. Her little office space Bowen area Isn't is so, so cool? cute. Yeah, it's so cool. It's an old bank. Um, yeah. And there's like these little teller parts of the bit. Ba- like, it's so cute. It's perfect. So cool. Yeah, I loved it. So yeah, that made me feel blissful. And then how did I propel my love today? Well, after we record, I as much as I need to relax, I want to put my phone away for the rest of the night and just spend time with Jack. I feel like this weekend went by so quick. Um, Mm -hmm. I saw some friends, which was really nice. We got to enjoy Valentine's Day together. And then yesterday for Valentine's Day, um, Jack and I had some edibles from summer who's our friend Sunny's. If you guys are in the Boston area, definitely check her out. And I was like, on cloud nine so I didn't do much of hanging out with Jack I was kind of just a couch potato um (laughs) (laughs) so I kind of just want to like sit with him maybe play a game just have some tea and relax so that's how I'll propel my love today that's awesome perfect yeah Yeah. perfect yeah all righty what's what's one thing you're doing this week to show your body and mind love uh definitely going to Bowen was a big thing um I want to try really hard to carry out some of the yoga styles I have learned in my one-on-one classes with Allie. Um, Mm -hmm. We're doing more of like the slow yoga, deep stretching, meditative Mm -hmm. aspect in our one-on-one. So that can be really hard to do on your own. It's easier when you have that set aside time for it and somebody kind of walking you through it to know how long you should be staying in each posture but I want to really try to start doing it on my own more um I feel like it'll really help my back injury and just like my mind overall so yeah yeah, that's something I'll try to carry out throughout the week how about you um so this week I'm actually I have three Reiki appointments set up So I'm going to show my mind some love by kind of challenging myself and stepping out of my comfort zone and doing some Reiki treatments on some, a couple of girls that I have no idea who they are. (laughs) Um, But I'm very excited. Um, I just scheduled my Reiki 2 certification um, for the beginning of March. So I want to get all the practice and Reiki in that I can get in before then. So that's gonna that's how I'm gonna show my mind some love that's so exciting yeah I'm excited it's gonna be cool 
are you going to do it? Like, how are you going to do it? Are you going to be like a traveler Reiki performer or are you going to have them come to you? <laughs> so both, both of the girls that I'm doing this weekend are coming to me um, just because it's a little bit easier. Um, they both live in the cities. One of them lives in an apartment and on the third floor. And she was like, yeah, don't come and bring your <laughs> table and like lug it up three flights. So yeah. I'll come to you. So it'll be nice because I, of the room in my house that I've been doing the Reiki in, I like feel like I have better control over when I'm doing it in my own personal space. Cause I can like get it set up exactly who I want it and get like the mood set really nice before they show up for the session so yes yeah I'm really excited about it definitely more to come on that so I'll share it with you guys for sure yeah that's awesome so are you taking any um appointments I guess you would say for it currently yes definitely awesome um so we'll see how this week goes I kind of want to feel it out and see I'm doing you on Friday Mm -hmm. and then both of them on Saturday so we'll kind of see how all of that goes um and then from there I think I have like one set up for the week after but just trying to work between blissful love and obviously my full-time job at the hospital and stuff I I'm really going to try to pick, I think, like one day out of the week every week to offer up some sessions. So I'll definitely post about it more. But if you're interested in it, definitely message us, reach out to us and we'll we'll plan a date. Awesome. For sure. So exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. Again, like we were saying about Caitlin and with Bowen, the more practice Rachel gets with this, um, the better she'll be as a practitioner as well. So we encourage you guys to reach out and leave some Reiki benefits from Rachel. Yes. And up until I get my Reiki 2 certification, I'm doing all of these sessions right now for free. So even better. So reach out if you're looking, if you're looking to try it out for sure. And even if you don't know what it is and you're just curious and you want to come mm-hmm. and try it out, it doesn't have to be something that you come back to Rachel over and over again. Exactly. If you just want to see what it's all about, exactly. feel free. <laughs> exactly. Awesome. So yeah, I'm excited. This will, It's going to be a good week. Yes. I'm trying to keep a positive outlook on this week. I'm getting my second COVID vaccine mm. on Thursday morning and I have like so much dread and anxiety over it. Yeah, I don't want to get it. <laughs> no, I know you'll be okay though. Oh, I know be, I'm like trying good. to keep good vibes in my like trying not to think about it because I just I really don't want to feel sick right now. That's all I, know. I can think about. I know. But I just but like need to get say, it and get it over with. Right, and like they say, like all the positive thoughts that you hold and the positivity that you give out, that's what you'll receive. So try exactly. really hard to exactly. hold that. I am definitely trying. Yes, you got this. All right, you want to do our quote of the day? Let's do the quote of the day. So I had a couple, but I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna pick. Go with this one. Um. All right. So remember, anything you want that's valuable requires you to break through short-term pain in order to gain long-term pleasure. Tony Robbins. That's a great one for today's episode. Yes, I thought that fit really well with what we were going to chat about today. And I also just love Tony Robbins so much. He's amazing. Yeah, I don't know who Tony Robbins is. Who is that? He's like, he's like this, just like in the um, like self, imp- not, not self empowerment, um, like self growth 
and like personal well-being personal growth and everything he's like massive he's like a inspirational speaker and oh, cool. motivational speaker you would recognize him if you saw him he has like the wicked deep voice oh okay I feel he's, like I recognize that name kind of yeah if you like googled him right now you would be like oh yeah yeah I'm, I'm dumb that's who that is. <laughs> you know yeah. who he is okay but yeah he's great Awesome. I love that one so much. So today we're talking about discomfort and shedding the layers and what the different levels of discomfort feels like. So I guess I don't even know really where to begin with this topic. I feel like there's so much to it, but what would you say like the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of shedding layers is? So you know, I think the the first, so like in the sense of like talking about, like we're talking about like growing, like almost like growing pains. Yes. Like what you're feeling as like you're, you're developing your personality, your like morals, your perception of like the world and the universe and all those things, like your spiritual growth, physical growth, mental growth, whatever it is. Um, any sort of growth is definitely uncomfortable. And I know that there's a quote out there and I should have looked it up before we started doing this, but it's like, if you're not uncomfortable, then you're not growing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think that the first like uncomfortable, like stage or like layer though, that you have to get over before you can start really your, start your growth journey is just the sole idea of like growing and changing itself is scary, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So especially with like with us right now going through this like spiritual awakening, spiritual journey, I think the scariest part for me while like before like jumping into it was the like fear that I had about like, oh, like, well, what are people going to think? Mm-hmm. Are people going to think I'm crazy? Or mm-hmm. like, do I really, like, am I really about to go through this like spiritual journey? Or am I just like, is this just something that I'm like interested in briefly? And then I'm going to do all this work and it's going to be for nothing. Like, am yeah. I really meant to go through this journey? I think that was like one of the most uncomfortable stages for me was just letting go of what I, anyone else would could possibly think about it and just focusing on how it made me feel Mm -hmm. and like the reasons I remember actually in my journal one day I actually like listed out all the like pros and cons of like facing this journey like head on and like just saying fuck it and like going for it I would like listed all the pros and then all the cons of it and obviously like the pros side has like five million things on it and the cons side are like I read them and I was like is this serious like I'm really worried about this yeah and I think after that is when I really was able to like dive into this whole thing and just say like you know what I don't care what other people think or whether this is a phase or not like it makes me feel good now so I'm going to keep focusing on what's making me feel good now and just go with it yeah so I I think that's definitely the first first kind of hurdle first layer of uncomfort to get over yeah definitely that's that's a really good point too I I feel like that's a very deep understanding of it and Mm -hmm. as like a surface level view I feel like for me when I would think of shedding the layers when people would talk on that a thing that I always think back to is being a little kid and Mm -hmm. it's like the first time that you're 
of age to understand what it's like to have told a lie and then have to go back and tell the truth and or you have to admit something to a friend or to a parent or whatever and that feeling of discomfort because you know the real truth behind it that's how I think of shedding the layers as an adult in the sense of finding who you truly are that's almost the feeling you get each layer that slowly is peeled back you have like almost that wincing heart feeling where it's like Mm -hmm. a quick heartache that like throbs for days and weeks and you're like what is going on and it it strengthens you so much when you come out the other side of it but in the moment of discovery it's so painful yeah exactly well I mean and they hear it all the time too like people are so scared of people are so scared like with therapy people are like terrified to go to therapy and you hear it all the time it's like people are scared to go to therapy because they're scared to to unearth and like pull back these layers of themselves and like really find like they're scared to know who they truly are Mm -hmm. and like I can't even really explain why that's scary but it is well when we don't bring things to light they're still in the darkness so we don't have to talk about them exactly once it's brought to light and brought to fruition we're forced to there's no hiding from it there's no hiding from it at all and it's you feel so vulnerable and it's scary especially therapy is an even braver aspect of that too because you're doing it with another person you're literally sharing all of these scary moments with someone else which can feel even more vulnerable at times in your life however mm-hmm. on the opposition side doing it alone can also be very scary so it's like exactly you gotta pick pick your pick your battle there which one you're trying to face and for me I haven't been in therapy in a little while And some days I feel that way. Like, I'm like, damn it. Like, maybe I should just go back and talk to somebody about the discomfort that I'm feeling. And, you know, it's, it's not to say that I'm right or wrong for not going. I think that everybody should go to therapy. I definitely think it helps. Um, But it's, it's really amazing what you can do on your own. And I have come to that realization that, Although therapy is tremendous and has helped me so much through so many hard times, I can and will get through things on my own with my own knowledge, with my own power, with my own strength that I have developed. But those layers and as they shed and shed and shed, it gets harder and harder to do it on your own. So Mm -hmm. another kind of key to take away from this is to definitely ask for help when you need it and share emotions with others around you that are going on during this time of shedding because it's going to be a lot and overwhelming yeah exactly exactly and I feel like people you hear it all the time like whenever people are talking about like going through this like awakening period they're like um am I going insane like do I need to be like hospitalized like what is wrong with me um and I think that's so important like to find someone who's like on the same wavelength as you that's going through similar things to be able to bounce feelings off of me and Dev do it all the time like I'll like 
we'll just like text each other and be like this is how I'm feeling today like why the fuck am I feeling like this like what is happening and like to hear like the validation that like other people have experienced this before too like these feelings are normal like it's just all part of like the growth is so reassuring and it I think that if I didn't have that if I didn't if I couldn't bounce feelings off of you and everything and like get your like opinions and your experiences on the same situation I would have backed out of this me already a long time ago me too you know like not yeah. having that person to have those conversations with like you just feel like because it's a very strange journey uh-huh. I guess you could say and find like not finding not having that person in your life that can like kind of like keep you on track like it's I think it's very easy to stray away from it because you're just like oh my god yeah I'm crazy this has got to stop yeah absolutely and I think too about how it can be even more difficult when you have a significant other that isn't like that (laughs) um and Jack and Connor I mean I'll speak for Jack mostly but I I think Rachel feels the same way about Connor they are not like us in this way like Jack is a very loving and kind person and so is Connor but not they're not extremely open to everything that we experience and a lot of people aren't some of my friends are and I have conversation with friends who are like what What are you talking about yeah what are you doing um and that's okay that's fine but that's why like Rachel's saying it's so important to have someone or um even venture out of your comfort zone and maybe like find a new friend that is on the Mm -hmm. same wavelength as you I mean I've Rachel and I have both started following multiple people on social media platforms and met people on social media that think like us Mm -hmm. just by putting out what we put out and you don't always have to put out what we put out in order to meet those people go through our followers find somebody that you find interesting message them um I I don't know I feel like social media is so bad yet so good in so many aspects and that's something that I mean that's how you and I met you know and it's so crazy to think about and I really like you were saying can't reiterate enough how important you have been in my journey I don't know what I would do either I probably would have run away a long time ago and I think that a lot of our mental health traits and feelings come from a deeper understanding of our journeys and that's Mm -hmm. what causes a lot of anxiety I think the reason why anxiety exists is because of the inner workings and what's going Mm -hmm. on and sometimes we try to fight it fight it and resist it and that's what makes it worse it keeps building and building and building and building because we're trying so hard to fight it but when we kind of lean into it like I remember my dad saying that to me in hockey lean into it lean into it lean into Mm -hmm. all the pain like it makes it easier and it's so true it's like just lean into those feelings of anxiety and watch where it takes you and it's like I feel like it's been multiple episodes now where me and you have been feeling like this and it's so crazy to watch it because it's like different bouts. It's not Mm -hmm. necessarily an anxiety feeling all the time. It's almost just like heaviness that you're trying to trudge through to get to the light. And then some Mm -hmm. days are so beautiful. And like we were saying with Mike and Lucas last week, it makes those bad days not so bad. You can always find the good in all of it. And even though it's not your favorite day ever, like today you could say 
me and Connor got to go to the gym and that was really great. And I'm really happy about that. Um, so I think that's another part of stripping the layers is like remembering to come back and be like, Hey, like I have to be grateful today. Like, yeah. Or else what's the point of this life, you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So let's just, (laughs) (laughs) we're both like so brain dead. It's so bad. I'm literally just staring at my computer, just saying no words. I'm like, what am I doing? Um, Okay. So we talked a little bit about starting to shed the layers. So why I think that discomfort is so important is because I feel like in order to actually understand who you are, you need to find those levels of like pain, the levels of discomfort and uncertainty that we've gone through in our lives. And Mm -hmm. Rachel, you wrote a really good um, question down about something with that we've been through. Oh, what do you? Uh, what is one really challenging life-changing experience that was bad but made you who you are today I really Mm -hmm. like that one is there something that comes specifically to mind for you when you think of that question yeah yeah, I've had a couple yeah but you know I think I think the most like relevant one that I really didn't um so I'm just gonna yeah so (laughs) I I I can't think right now so I'm just gonna start just tell you what happened so I'm not gonna go too much into it but basically um my shortly after I graduated from high school in June right after June of like 2013 I graduated high school um I was that came very close to being severely hurt and or killed in a car accident and it was a horrible all-around horrible situation um and i remember the next morning waking up in the hospital getting brought home by my parents and um my mom was sitting next to me in the car and she like looked down at my leg and i had this massive bruise on my leg and it was perfectly in the shape of a butterfly oh my god and when my grandmother passed away, I was in probably middle school, I think, when my grandmother passed away, if not younger than that. And our like symbol for her had always been butterflies. Mm. Um, and so when I saw that, she, my mom, well, my mom saw it and my mom immediately started crying and was like, oh my God, like I knew, like you, I knew you had a guardian angel because like there's like no way you would have been alive. Like you, it just makes no sense that you like walked out of that accident with like cuts and bruises like yeah sense. and so after I saw that I was like holy crap like this shit is real like I always believed in like I think I like I think I can say that I've always believed in like guardian angels and stuff like that but especially where I was at in my life at that point just graduated high school like when you're in high school you want to believe and think and do the complete opposite of what like the authority figure in your life wants you to do yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm. so I definitely had like stepped away from my faith in high school and was kind of just like oh like church is just something that I'm forced to go to on Sunday and like I hate going to church it sucks it's like boring like I could be doing so much more with my time than going to church and blah blah and really just kind of like didn't 
give that like side of me any really like room like any room to grow really um I was like definitely very lost I mean think of like who you were as a person I know when you were a senior in high school like you have no idea what's going on um I was supposed to go to school pretty far away I was supposed to go to um I wanted to go to Washington DC and I was like very very close to going there um and then ever after my accident and some other things that had like happened during that period of my life senior year of of high school I was like yeah no I cannot be away from my family so I ended up going to Curry like 20 minutes away from my house but you know (laughs) I'm so glad I did because it put me on the path that I am today and you know I don't know where I would be if that accident never happened probably not in the best place or other horrible things probably would have happened if that never did but I remember like that's definitely one of my biggest like was my biggest eye openers and was like oh my god there's so much more to this world than we can see Mm -hmm. and really like so much more than we allow ourselves to believe um so that is definitely one of my biggest moments that really really friggin sucked but yeah definitely changed the course of my life for the better yeah wow that's crazy it's crazy that that happened to you before college too because I feel like not a lot of people can probably say that I feel like I was so lost when I was 18 I had no idea (laughs) I mean, I was still, after that, I was still in like such denial and in so lost for so many years after that. But I think that, that, that experience definitely gave me a leg up Yeah. through, through college. I feel like definitely carried out, carried me through college pretty well. And, you know, I mean, things happen all the time that kind of push you in the direction of spirit and everything like that. But yeah. yeah. Wow. That's pretty crazy, about, right? Ooh, I know. <laughs> How about you? Um, well, I feel like I've talked about this a lot, of course, but losing my ex-boyfriend Wayne, um, so that was definitely a huge, huge part of my journey. Um when I I feel like not necessarily just the loss of him, but the entire process that you go through after losing mm-hmm. someone and the process that you go through after the process of going through grieving is really crazy. And I don't think that people talk about it enough in our day-to-day lives. I definitely know that there's resources out there uh, that you can read, that you can listen to. Um, You can go to support groups and things like that. But at least for me, there were not many people in my life talking about grieving and the true experience of it all and what it really feels, feels like and what you learn about yourself through it. Mm-hmm. until those moments and during that time of my life I had to go through that all on my own because there was just a lot of things in in play I had a new boyfriend um I had friends that didn't really understand I my family didn't really fully understand like what to do and how to deal with it with me and there was just so many things going on that I felt very alone during that time and it forced me to learn so much about myself and then I got to the point where I was not able to do it on my own and that's when I ended up having to go to the hospital and in that time being there I was like I have two options here I can either keep doing what I'm doing now and it's not going to end well for me I'm either gonna end up not being here anymore, or I'm going to be not, not well. 
or I can figure it out, reel myself in and, you know, start digging deeper and finding the discomfort more and getting through it and not just throwing in the towel and saying, Hey, I don't want to be in this life anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, that's kind of what I did. I, I read a lot of books while I was there. I kind of just stayed still with myself and kept my head down and got through the program. And then when I got home, I made some big, some big changes in my life. I decided I wanted to go back to Bridgewater and see my friends again that, you know, supported me more than anyone. Um, I needed to seriously change my friend group. My friends from home that have been my friends since I was little, like there was just a lot going on during that time of um, life. And I sometimes you just can't be around certain people anymore and it has nothing to do necessarily with the person um but it has to do more with you and that's what I needed for myself I needed to get away and it's like what they tell you when you are addicted and then they tell you not to go home and see your like see your friends like that's kind of how I felt it just brought up a lot of negativity in my past in my life like trauma different things and I was just like I can't be around this I need to get back to school finish school focus on that focus on healthy relationships in my life when it comes to friendships and significant others or anything like that um and just figure it out because I felt like I was getting to a point where I was leaning too much on my family. I was leaning too much on my mom and dad and my boyfriend at the time. And I was leaning too much on my sisters. And it was like, no, I need to create a life that I am comfortable in. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I hit such a rock bottom and such a level of discomfort that that's what pushed me to get there. But if I hadn't gotten there, I don't think I would have realized it. I think I would have just kept carrying on going through the motions every day, kind of just doing my thing. And I know that it doesn't always take hitting rock bottom for people to get there. But for me, it did. And I'm grateful for it. And for a long time, I was very resentful of it. I was pissed that that was part of my story. I was pissed that I had to carry with me something that was quote unquote embarrassing. Like I was hospitalized. Like how, how embarrassing is that? Like I was constantly thinking about how my parents felt if they thought I was embarrassing. And it was Mm -hmm. just such like a rabbit hole of, of self, like not good talk. Um, but you know, with a lot of work and time that part of me, that piece of me, that story was able to really be the foundation, I believe of everything and everywhere that I am now. Mm -hmm. I don't think that I would be here. I, I know I wouldn't be sitting physically where I am now. I wouldn't not have reconnected with Jack if I hadn't gone back to school, Um, there's just so many things that I'm so grateful that that experience gave me. And that's why I think this episode is so amazing because the levels of discomfort that we once see and we once experience can be such a blessing later on in our lives. And it's incredible. Definitely. And I just, I want to touch on what you were just saying, because I think it is so important and I think it can be kind of categorized as it, as its own kind of specific layer of that needs to be shed is negative relationships in your life yeah and I mean we all know that there's nothing that's more painful than letting go of a whether it's a friendship a romantic relationship a relationship with a family member anything like letting go of relationships is very very difficult 
but in so many cases for so many people it is absolutely necessary in order to find a life that you fully can be yourself and you can fully enjoy mm-hmm. like I think of some of the relationships that I've had in my life and you know what like I I can sit here and honestly say that I don't regret any of my relationships I certainly don't regret any of them because I truly believe that everyone that comes into my life is here for either to teach me a lesson a teach me a lesson or is like a blessing in my life so mm-hmm. like I truly believe that and but I think of some of the relationships that I've had whether they've been with friends or romantic relationships and I could not even remotely picture my life if that relationship was still happening I know it's insane it's so crazy (laughs) and like it's never easy it's Mm -hmm. obviously never easy to let go of a relationship even if you're the one who's like yeah like I'm the one that's stepping away from this relationship it's still never easy because you feel all that guilt and like no matter what like no matter what the person's done to you like you still feel horrible about ending a relationship with someone yeah um but you really just have to like what it comes down to just like not accepting anything less than what you deserve Mm -hmm. um and being able to recognize that other people's energies especially for anyone who's empathic like the both of us like other people's energies especially if you're seeing them on a daily basis or speaking to them on a daily basis they it runs your life absolutely it runs your life and it's so hard to get away from those things but it's so necessary it's so unbelievably necessary absolutely and another layer that I kind of have discovered over the past couple of weeks that I didn't I wasn't really sure if it was part of the process I was a little bit confused but a thing that has kind of sat with me in the sense of like letting go of relationships and all that stuff and kind of realizing who's who's right who's wrong and that there isn't really necessarily any of that Mm -hmm. um so for me I've talked a lot about being a little too reactive sometimes and I think that I've come to accept the fact that it's okay that I can be reactive. It's okay that that's a part of me, but how I choose to be reactive is really important. And Mm -hmm. I think like Rach, Rach was just saying how we're both empaths. It's part of being an empath is caring so much about everyone else around you and feeling the energy from everyone else around you that I think is what causes me to be so reactive. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've been trying to be more accepting of my reactivity instead of just being like, I hate that that's how I am. I'm just going to push it aside and instead welcome it, but learn how to deal with it in an appropriate manner rather than being like a a huge negative reactor and like yelling or getting really upset, blowing up, storming away, whatever kind of like enjoying that feeling for a second like a lot not enjoying I guess but allowing myself to feel that like internally and recognize those moments that make me feel that way instead and kind of have it present itself more as like a lesson and I think that makes it easier to filter people out of your life because then instead of just being like I don't like this person anymore I don't want them in my life I don't like I don't know that they 
treated this person like this, you can start to recognize more moments when they make you feel certain ways. That way you can recognize those feelings again in other people. So for example, um, you get into a fight with a significant other and instead of them coming to you and saying, hey, listen, I was wrong in this situation and I could have done X, Y, and Z better. Next time, that's what I'll do. They come to you and they say, hey, I really don't like how you did X, Y, and Z. In the future, I think you could do X, Y, and Z better. Yeah. You might react and be like, well, what the fuck? You're an asshole. Yeah. But instead of reacting like that, I really need to work on taking that extra second and thinking about this and being like, hey, you know, I really don't like how I feel when people talk to me in the sense of just picking apart what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm not going to surround myself with people that do that anymore. I really like when people come to me and say, you know, here's how we can solve this problem instead of just telling me how I act. Yeah, um, definitely. And that has been really helpful for me. And it, I think it can really help all of your relationships, your friendships, um, in general is recognizing those moments instead of recognizing the specific person, because then you just start resenting everyone in your life. Cause you're <laughs> yeah. like, well, you said this and you said that, and you said this instead, it's just like, that's just one thing that they did. Now I'm going to remember that this is how it made me feel when this situation happened. Mm-hmm. I can either talk to them about it, or I can choose to remove myself from their lives you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I think that's a good part too of deciphering and understanding when to filter people out of your lives and when to get rid of people but another point too on that Rach is to never be ashamed to let somebody go in your life to never feel guilty it's it's kind of a beautiful thing because you're setting that person free you know and a lot of times, I mean, for me, when people have done that to me, when I've been like, wow, I haven't talked to this person in a while, and it was kind of the, on their end, um, it allows a lot of reflection for me anyway, and time for me to be like, well, when's the last time we talked? What did we talk about? Was I attentive in conversation? Was mm-hmm. I remembering things that they've told me from the past? Was I bringing myself with you know, good intention into, uh, into the situation that I was seeing this person? And it it teaches a lot of lessons to those people too. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I, I think too, a lot of people, this is more of like a, if like a friend situation, if you're surrounded by a group of friends and there's like one friend or like two friends in the group, and you're like, every time that this person or these people are around, the energy is like super low. Mm-hmm. like super negative super low and when you're in that group setting we were talking about this recently I don't know if we were talking about it while we were recording but like how uncomfortable it is when you're sitting with a group of people and someone's gossiping oh I know and trying to be that person that's like all right like you you said it well like um they um are like there's always that one like usually one of those people that's like good at like um changing the subject yeah like deflecting deflecting yeah. the situation like without being like all right like Susie stop being a bitch and like yeah stop about people like let's like move on to a different conversation like just having that person that can like flow into a different conversation and kind of deflect the like negative talk mm-hmm. um but 
I mean, there's always that one person in your group of friends that's like, come on, we're talking about someone else again. Like, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. let's, let's, let's not do that. But it can be really hard, especially when you're going, when you're trying really hard to be mindful of especially things like gossip, like Mm -hmm. you don't want it in your life. But it's, it's uncomfortable to be like, hey, like, can we not talk about that? Yeah, especially when it's around your close friends, because you're like, what the they're probably gonna look at me like, what the fuck? Shut up. Yeah, you were just talking about so and so with me last month. Yeah. And so that's like a such an uh, uncomfortable situation. And where I was getting at with this was that like, I know that a lot of people come from it you see it a lot with home friends I think or Mm -hmm. like or college friends where you have this like big group of friends and there's like that one person in the group that you're just like there our energies just don't match up yeah yeah and I feel every time that this person is around that I'm not my best version of myself Mm -hmm. and I feel like I lessen myself to be around this group of people are around this person and I don't like the way I am when this person's around Mm -hmm. so I'm going to remove myself from that person's life and that can be really fucking awkward and really uncomfortable especially when the other people that you're hanging out with aren't on the same page and they're not going to do that Mm -hmm. yeah I've had a situation like this I've had a couple of situations like this and you know it is wicked uncomfortable and it definitely makes things a little bit more challenging in the future when you're like making plans and like all these other whatever but you'll know after you remove a certain person that has been causing you all this kind of like stress and like overwhelm and everything you'll know when you remove that person from your life you immediately feel it Mm-hmm. like you feel like a like just a weight has been lifted off your shoulders and like you can finally breathe again and it's that the uncomfortableness and like the the discomfort and the awkwardness all of that is worth the feeling of that relief when you yeah. let go of that person's energy yeah. 1000 percent over I would do it a million times if I had to it's 100 percent worth the feeling of just like inner peace mm-hmm. when you make that difficult decision yeah it's absolutely so absolutely and that's like a huge layer of yeah and a huge portion of your self-discovery journey and yeah. um your journey to self-love and really just your journey of life I mean I know we talk on a lot about that we're on a spiritual awakening journey and all this stuff but it's really what we mean by that is like we're really just on a new perspective of life like this is the way it's gonna go from here on out like this is how it is and you are life is constantly about stripping the layers to find who you are inside and we only really discover our true soul when we die so that's what we're that's where we're going towards and it's kind of beautiful and metaphorical but it's really important to strip those those um I don't want to say base layers but the layers the the first ones that are coming in one of the first ones that you strip are is the removing toxicity out of your life, removing individuals from your life that aren't serving you anymore, removing things from your life that aren't serving you anymore. And it's so uncomfortable there. You will find so many levels of discomfort because not only 
are you like worried, concerned, anxious about the fact that you remove you're removing this person from your life, but you also start that inner work of why, what am I doing that I want to get through without this person? Why am I doing this? How is this going to serve me better? And it can be really scary. You find so many new things out about yourself. Mm-hmm. A big thing that this reminds me of is when I was in high school, it's really funny because when I talk about it now, my friends are like, this is literally you to a T. I was always so loving and so like overly emotional, just uh, all around empath <laughs> for life. And my friends used to think I was so annoying. Like they used to shit on me. They would be like, mm-hmm. oh, here's Devin just sending a loving text again like Mm -hmm. because at that age everyone's just making fun of each other everybody's giving each other a hard time everybody's like ragging on each other whatever and as I got older I started to realize that I needed to filter some of those friends out of my life which now I I will always hold all of my childhood friends so near and dear to my heart I love them all but I had at one point in my life I had to filter some of them out because I was like I keep growing in this journey that I'm trying to self-discover within and it's so hard when you have those people like even if it's just joking it's so hard it makes it so much harder and you're like I just want to be in peace with how I feel and my emotions and the levels of discomfort increase as you do that especially when you don't filter those people out of your life so Mm -hmm. it's so important to do it and it's so important to not give up on it and sometimes there's resistance sometimes there's no resistance sometimes people are just like fine you don't want me here bye sometimes people will fight you I I, what do you mean where are you going I want to hang out still and that those are the moments that you really have to dig deep and think about why you're doing what you're doing yeah I know and it's really really hard yeah it can be really hard especially like I was saying earlier like we both like want to be good people and Mm -hmm. like cutting someone out of your life it, that it sounds it is harsh it sounds harsh and like it, it obviously hurts that other person if they care about you at all like maybe they don't and that's why you're cutting them out of your life but like if they care about you at all that obviously hurts them and obviously we don't want to hurt anyone like right. that feeling is so uncomfortable like I don't obviously do not want to hurt you at all but like I have to stick to my like my my intuition and my gut feeling that this is what's right for me to do right now. Yeah. And it might be really hard. And in a couple of weeks, I may think, oh my God, why'd I do that? Or like, and was I wrong for doing that? Like, should I have been more understanding or like, should I have given them one more try or like one more shot, one more chance? Like, no, like when you have like that gut feeling and like you're making that big of a decision to remove someone from your life, you're doing it for a reason. Absolutely. And like, as like uncomfortable as it is, like you just have to stick with your initial gut feeling and it will pay out at the end. Absolutely. And it gets easier too. Like I, I always had such a hard time doing it. I just wanted everybody to be happy. Everybody around me to like me, everyone to accept me, everybody to want to be my friend. And then as, as time kind of goes on and you start to practice such a deeper understanding of yourself and of this self-love, you start to realize that you no longer even want to like communicate with people who aren't giving you love. Like mm-hmm. you're just like, forget it. I don't even want to, I don't even want to go there. Like, I'm just going to stay on my, on my path. And 
that can be confusing too, because you're like, like Rachel was just saying, you go through this whole thing and you're like, but I love you all. I love everybody. I want everybody to feel happy and wanted and loved. And I want to express all of that, but you have to be selfish in the sense of you're not giving me that. All right. Bye. Because honestly, the world is so harsh and you're not going to run into all these people who are giving you love and um, happiness and everything, but you don't need to have people in your life that aren't giving you that. And Mm -hmm. of course, there's going to be days where the people that you love and the people that are around you aren't giving you those things. And that's normal. That's life. But not nine times out of 10, the people surrounding you should be giving you good things and good vibes and good energy. And it's all in our control who we put in our lives. Nobody's holding you down and forcing you to be there. You are putting yourself there. So to kind of step back for a minute and say, hey, what is this person that's in my life doing for me? How are they helping me better myself every day? And what am I giving them in return? Um, is really important and it's really hard and it's definitely a huge layer to shed um, but it's possible we've both done it exactly and I mean I think that this is something too that I feel like you're like subconsciously doing it like when I like the kind of situation that I was just kind of reflecting back on while I was speaking um, like my personal experience with this I wasn't thinking this way when I was going through that period in my life. Oh, no. Like, I wasn't thinking, oh, I'm removing this person from my life because they're a block between me and my highest self. I wasn't thinking that. No. I was thinking this person fucking pisses me off. Yeah. (laughs) Every day and constantly is making me feel like shit and bringing my energy down and like, what the hell? I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of it. Like, I was like, listen, like, this is done. This is just completely done. And I don't care. And like, I had a lot of pushback from other people, you know, like the, oh, I understand, like, why? And I get it. But like, you know, like, we've all been in this forever. Like, what do you mean? Like, you're just gonna be like, peace. And I'm like, yeah, I am. (laughs) I can't do it anymore. And like, it was definitely uncomfortable for the first several months that I was like, I don't care. I'm not coming back, you guys. Like, this is it. And everyone was like, what the hell? But like, now it's completely normal, completely fine. And it's not something I even think about anymore. But at that moment, like, I was confused and I knew it was going to make my life a lot more, it it was going to make my life a lot more difficult Mm -hmm. and I was going to have to be a lot smarter and like things weren't just going to be as easy as they were before, but I knew I had to do it Mm -hmm. and there was no stopping me from doing it too when I finally realized that I needed to and thank God I did, but that just saying that like you could be sitting in, if there's that person in your life that's like constantly just nagging you, like their energy just nags at you and you're just like, well, I don't know what it is. I don't know if I could put my finger on exactly what this person's like, why this person's driving me insane. Mm-hmm. Just think about it in that light of like, is this person serving me in any way? If not, is this someone that I can try to step away from Mm -hmm. and if it's someone that you can't necessarily step away from immediately like if it's a family member or whatever someone that you're in like a 
committed relationship with or something, at least keep those ideas and thoughts in the back of your mind and, and start keeping, not kind of like keeping track of like, if things are improving or not improving. And if they're not, then you need to either try to have a conversation with that person. If it's someone that you want to continue to have in your life, or you just need to cut the cord. Yeah. Absolutely. Cord cutting is hard too, especially when it's someone that you've let go of maybe necessarily verbally to that person, but not necessarily emotionally. There's still those attachments that can be really difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, I I always think back when I, I talk about this or whenever we've had these conversations, Rachel, about when I was a kid and, or even in high school and I would go somewhere or in high school, if I would go to like a party or something and how I would feel there and how certain people in certain environments and certain groups made me feel. And then as I got older, um, some of those friend groups that still remained from, you know, home or whatever, um, how they made me feel as I got older and how that hadn't changed. And I always just was used to the feeling of feeling shitty. And I was like, oh, this must just be normal that I'm anxious every time I have to go out with these friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then once I cut those cords, I realized how liberating I felt and how I didn't know how unhealthy I was putting myself into situations, like how unhealthy these situations I was putting myself into really were. Um, And it's so crazy. It's so crazy. As soon as you do it, it's like night and day. And I no longer have a single person in my life that I get that feeling around before I'm with them or when I'm with them or anything. Cause I'm like, I'm just not gonna even go there anymore. I'm done. <laughs> I'm exactly. done doing that. Exactly. And like, well, say think- no to people. Exactly. I think that too, once you realize that saying no to people or cutting people out of your life is a possibility it's like you get like crazy and you're like yeah cutting this person out this week this person the next week this person the week after like you like do like a deep spring cleaning of all the people that you like associate with yes and by the end of like a couple of months you're like holy shit like like right now where I am right now I can happily say that I am surrounded by very very minimal people that like give me bad vibes Mm -hmm. like I really don't allow people into my life anymore if I don't want to and it's like it's completely changed my life Mm -hmm. it's changed my life me too and I, I feel like you have, a, you have like a higher, you have a higher expectation for people mm-hmm. and like, that's okay to have expectation, like to have an expectation that you want like a decent human being in your life. Like you have to hit this bar right here, which is honestly not even that high, but like just be a decent human. And then like, then you can hang out with me. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like so harsh, but it's so true. It's like, no, these are my morals that I have. This is this is what I expect in the people that I am surrounding myself with. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I feel like, like you were saying, it's like you, that circle becomes smaller and smaller because you start mm-hmm. to realize that there's a lot of things that 
give you discomfort. And Mm -hmm. that's another scary part to all of this is recognizing that and realizing that not many people feel the same exact way you do and allowing yourself to have opinions and know that your opinions matter is really important and a really big part of all of this and it's really hard it's really hard to just let yourself have your own opinions like I often am like holding back of how I truly feel or Mm -hmm. things I'm passionate about because I'm worried about what people will say to sway my opinion or if people will think I'm weird or if people will not agree with what I'm saying and that's that's a layer that I'm currently working on because it's really difficult that is very that's a very difficult one I feel like I'm that that's I'm also on the same boat with that one like I've always been someone that it's been really difficult for me to voice my opinions or my emotions or how I'm feeling and recently I have been trying a lot harder to make that kind of just the norm for Mm -hmm. me Um, I, especially with like family or with people that you're around every day, I do it a lot with like the people that I work with. Um, when I'm at work, especially if I'm like resource or like in charge or whatever at work, I get extremely overwhelmed pretty easily. And it's just, it comes from me just wanting to be able to help everyone, um, and be a good nurse on top of doing all my other what I have to do when you're a resource and stuff. And I get very overwhelmed and I, I try to hide that mm-hmm. from the people that I'm working with. And then it just comes out as me being like closed off or me mm-hmm. being like in a like bad mood and like not talking to anyone and like not being like outgoing, happy self. Like I found myself, it's been a lot easier now being like, look, I'm like super overwhelmed right now. Like I can come and help you in like 20 minutes, but like right now I just like need to work on this and like, you need to like find someone else or like (laughs) whatever. And it has like, it's made work go a lot smoother Mm -hmm. Um, with, I know recently on a, a, our, one of our, our emotional, emotional responding episode, I talked about like the conversations I've had with my mom recently and how those, mm-hmm. how those conversations have changed just by being like open and upfront about like how you're feeling in the moment mm-hmm. is like, it's super hard, but it's once you can kind of come to terms with that and like get a little bit more comfortable doing that, it makes everything else that you deal with a lot less uncomfortable, I guess you could say. Yeah, you I know, totally agree. Do you... Do you feel like there's been a part of this peeling of layers that has been like the biggest block for you? Like, do you, do you find something specific that you're like, okay, this specific layer that I had to peel or that I'm currently peeling, it was really hard. I found a lot of discomfort in it. And how much time would you say passed of this level of discomfort? Um, so I, so actually, I think this actually just like came to my mind, right? As you were asking me this question too, which is kind of funny, but I think the, the hardest thing for me to come to terms with, or the hardest layer for me to kind of peel back has been coming is, has been to accept. So I obviously I'm a nurse, um, and 
until like the last couple of months, I haven't been like extremely happy with my profession. Um, but you know, I, I like caring for people. I like helping people. Um, I obviously like healing and everything like that. So I was feeling really kind of confused as to why I was feeling so unhappy with where I was. Um, and once I found all of this and started doing blissful love and really started focusing more on like holistic aspects of everything and stuff like that, I realized that this is kind of more of like what I feel like I was actually put on this earth to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and coming to terms and accepting the fact that it's okay for me to let go of the generic, like straightforward, like role of a nurse like being like a bedside nurse in a hospital, like allowing myself to let go of that and not feel guilty about the thousands of dollars of student loans that I'm paying off (laughs) for the, for the nursing degree I just got. And like, just, I guess really, yeah. Just like accepting that this is what makes me happy. So like, I shouldn't feel guilty about pursuing it. Yes. Um, I've gotten like a lot of, I feel like I've gotten a lot of pushback from people that, you know, they're just like, keep nursing, keep like, keep doing nursing. Like nursing is like the best job and like, blah, blah. blah. And like, I'm like, just, I don't feel that. Yeah. So like, I've, I've felt a lot of guilt and a lot of um, kind of, it's really confused me a lot because I feel like I should want to be doing nursing more than I am if Mm -hmm. that makes sense Mm -hmm. um so recently like I feel like once I started getting like my Reiki certifications and everything like that I kind of let go of that fear and was just like you know what like no like this is what's making me happy I know that I can make this work like if this is something that I want to pursue and like I want to make my career then I can Mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll do it and it will be fine and it will be successful and it will be whatever Um, but yeah, like letting go of that, just, I guess like almost just like social norm Mm -hmm. surrounded, like in the healthcare profession of like what a nurse should be Mm -hmm. and letting go of the fear that I have of feeling like almost like I wasted my time being a nurse. Cause I know that I haven't, I know that my time as a nurse hasn't been wasted, but, um, letting go of that has been one of the biggest layers for me to accept and peel back one of the hardest yeah yeah it's crazy I feel very similar to that in my sense as well I feel like once I finished grad school and I started studying for my boards and then that first time I didn't pass my exam I I knew from there on out that I was going to have a lot harder of a time navigating what exactly it was that I wanted to do when I wanted to do it because I knew that now not only are people pressuring me to oh stay in this profession it's so good you'll always have a job job security is great um you make great money blah 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 blah. I knew now people are gonna say oh keep taking that test keep taking that test don't worry about it you got this and I knew deep down that it wasn't something that I was passionate about anymore. And it was really scary. And mm-hmm. it took a long time for me to accept that, especially because I'm still currently in my job, just like you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it's like, I feel like it's a time clock where people are looking at me like, so what's next? Yeah. When, when are you going to pass? What's going on? And I'm over here like I'm doing everything else except that because 
I know where I want to be and I know what I want to do and that might change again and that's okay and I've always been so stressed about the fact that I've been so okay with change like I've always been like all right now I'm doing this okay now I'm doing that all right now I'm gonna do this and I've always been okay with it but the people around me necessarily haven't I know that it scares the shit out of my parents they're like what are you doing now what's going on um but that doesn't matter it doesn't really matter what the people around you think as long as the people that you choose to keep around you are supportive and my parents always are even when I'm changing every single thing and I think that that's really important as well that's a big piece of it is finding those people that are going to encourage whatever move it is that makes you feel good and for both Rachel and I our nine to five our seven to seven, seven to 11, whatever our uh, time slots are that we're working, um, those jobs aren't completely fulfilling. And that's not to say that we think that those jobs aren't fulfilling jobs or that we don't like those professions, because I think we both do a lot and we have a lot of respect for people in both of our fields. But it's not something that at this current moment in time is completely satisfying our needs. And we know that we have something bigger that we can share and spread that we are super passionate about. And I give us a lot of credit for staying in our jobs and in our roles and pushing, getting through these levels of discomfort. Cause who knows, maybe in six months we'll be like, thank God we stayed. I love this. Like, I'm so thankful that now I can bring this to the table in my career. Or um, maybe, you know, we become part-time yoga instructor Reiki teachers that have our own (laughs) little shop on the side or something, who knows, but it's, it's okay to feel discomfort in the current, in the, in the present, in the now. Um, mm-hmm. That is what makes us us. That's how we discover deeper, bigger, better inner workings and thoughts and feelings and emotions about ourselves to create an even more divine being. Um, mm-hmm. And it sucks sometimes. And sometimes I have multiple weeks or even a month two months where I'm like this is so hard I feel so uneasy I feel so out of whack and I'm doing all these things that I know are making me feel good and after I do them I feel good but I'm only getting that instant gratification but it's okay you have to keep pushing through it and you Mm -hmm. get you get over the hump eventually yep it's worth it it's definitely worth it. And I think that reading, listening to audiobooks, listening to music, taking a hot shower at night, like these are things that can bring us those instant gratifications, but they help in the moment to lessen that level of discomfort. Um, it's like giving yourself a cough drop when you have a sore throat. It's not going to completely get rid of your sore throat, yeah. but it's going to aid you in that time. And um finding those things that aid you during those levels of discomfort is really important. So, you know, for me at, for the past like month, I would say I've probably written in my journal a couple times because it's been harder for me to write in my journal because I know that I'm going to get even deeper in my journal and it's been scary. So I've just stayed away from it for a little bit. And that's, doesn't mean that that's a good thing. Doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It's just something that I have needed to do in order to aid my discomfort And I know that I am very passionate about journaling and I love journaling and I highly suggest everybody to journal. But if it's something that isn't making you feel good in the moment, don't do it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So just like finding those things and uh, finding the levels of discomfort and recognizing them and 
getting through them but letting yourself feel them and feel all the emotions behind it and talk it through with somebody. Um, You know, if you don't have somebody in your life that you feel like you can have these deep conversations with and you're like, hey, like Devin and Rachel seem cool. I'm going to reach out. Like, please reach out to us. We love reading your guys' messages. They they make us feel better. They make our day. We're like, yes, this is why we do what we do. We send them to each other. We're like, this is why. Um, we appreciate those messages so much. We appreciate talking to anybody and everybody about these topics. If you are listening and you're like, hey, I would love to go on the show and have a conversation with them like about stuff like this, let us know. We would love to have you. Um, Definitely. Or if you know somebody that you're like, they would be great on the show. They love to talk like this. Like, Send them our way. We would love to talk back. 100%. Um, all right. So before we go, do you want to just quickly go through this little article that you pulled up um, about why spiritual awakening is so painful to just kind of wrap it up and go through those three little things that you listed there? Mm-hmm. I feel like it helps give like a summary of what we're talking about. Yeah, definitely. So like I was reading this article, it was from themedium.com um that basically was just talking about like why is your why are these spiritual awakenings why can they be like so physically and mentally painful to the people going through them um so a couple of the points that he just made were just like we just were talking about you're peeling back layers of old conditioning that we were raised to think these certain ways raised to be surrounded by certain people raised to have certain views and x y and z and when you're going through these awakenings and peeling away those layers of you know what i don't agree with this thing or you know what i don't want this person in my life like that's all painful obviously um but some more physical things is that you can experience pain throughout your body as you peel these layers back um for whatever reason it can manifest as physical pain that's one of the things i've been working on a lot with caitlin i've been having like so many weird aches and pains lately that are just like randomly coming up in random parts of my body that have never really been an issue before and it's been really weird but Caitlin's been helping me a lot with that with Bowen so Mm -hmm. I'm thankful for her um increased sensitivity which I don't think that I could be any more increasedly sensitive right now (laughs) it's so bad it's so bad, but you become more sensitive to negative energy. You start to let go of people who don't match that energy and letting go of, obviously, like we had just talked about, letting go of friends, relationships, all those things are, is a horrible pain, torture feeling um, because you're saying goodbye to not only a person or a relationship, but a part of yourself as well mm-hmm. um, in vivid dreams. Mm. which I have been having some (laughs) crazy dreams lately, Mm. really crazy dreams. And it's funny because Connor actually was saying this morning that he had crazy dreams last night. And I feel like whenever I don't remember any of my dreams or when I feel like I didn't dream, he's always like, I had the craziest dreams. I'm like, are you like stealing my dreams? Because I didn't come (laughs) up. Right. <laughs> it's like so annoying because I love like I love what I remember my dreams and like mm-hmm. I have some really crazy ones and I try to like either tell someone about 
the dream like right away or like write down what the dream was if I have time because I love to remember them so when I feel like I don't I know that you like will have dreams and you just won't remember them but when I don't remember that I have was having dreams or like if I feel like I didn't have any I get pissed I know I I know (laughs) what was the point of that sleeping (laughs) I know right it's so funny but yeah, and then the, another big part of the article, article was just to like remember that these like periods of like depression and like darkness really just help serve us in allowing us to see the positives in life on a daily basis and to fully enjoy like that happiness and fulfillment when you finally reach that point. All the darkness and all the depression and all the shitty things that have happened you're finally like have that like come to moment moment where you're like oh everything was worth it mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. I love that we're gonna share that article in our show notes too so you guys can um go and check that out if you're interested a lot of the information that you find Rachel I feel like is always so good all the articles that you have <laughs> literally just like google a question and I usually pick the first one you're like comes. yep this one looks great <laughs> I love that. Oh, and so we did a a poll on our Instagram a couple weeks ago. We asked if you guys would be interested in us reincorporating some meditations, mindful practices at the end of all of our episodes. And everybody said yes. We got one no in the girl who said no messaged us and said it was an accident. So, (laughs) um, So we will be incorporating that into the end of all of our practices. So awesome. thank you guys so much at the end of all of our practices, at the end of all of our episodes. So <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. We love you guys so much. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, guys. And have a beautiful week. Yes. Have a beautiful, beautiful week. And if you're interested in joining us for this meditation, keep on listening. And if not, we will see you next week. See you next week, guys. Bye, guys. So today's guided meditation is going to be a 10-minute meditation to work with difficult emotions. So the reason I chose this was because I thought that it suited very well with today's episode and kind of working through those levels of discomfort. So this, I will put this guided meditation link in the show notes so that if you guys ever are feeling called to reading through it yourself, maybe listening to some music, grabbing a glass of tea, maybe some wine, whatever, whatever suits you and doing it on your own, I would love nothing more than for you guys to be able to do that. So I will put this link in. In our show notes. So here we go. When we deny what's difficult by putting our heads in the sand, we create more suffering. Here is a 10 minute meditation to reverse the tendency to start digging. Come into a comfortable sitting position. Imagine something difficult that you are going through. It doesn't have to be the most difficult, but something moderately difficult. We want to practice with moderation before we move into the most difficult. Now, recognize your desire to push away the difficulty, to reach toward something that would soothe the difficulty in the moment, reaching out to someone, chocolate, distracting with technology, etc. 
or denying that this difficulty is actually happening. Now turn toward it. Breathe deeply in through your nose and out through your mouth. Practice this a few times. Now invite into your awareness a large figure of compassion and strength who envelopes you in a blanket of love, acceptance, and security. It can be a big cloud of compassion, a large grandmotherly figure, anything that feels loving and kind. Now imagine this figure is holding you. Turn fully towards your difficulty. Face it head on. There is no need to be scared. Feel this wise being enveloping you and speaking kindly to you. It will be okay. You are okay. You are lovable. You are enough. You are not alone. And we will get through this together. Let yourself offer and receive loving and kind statements as many times as you need until your mind and body can soothe and slow down. Each time you notice yourself reaching for the old familiar way of turning away from discomfort, try gently turning toward it. The more we allow ourselves to feel, to really feel, the more you train the mind to acknowledge and name whatever difficulty is here. And then it won't feel so challenging. Also, your limbic system and specifically your amygdala will send a signal to your sympathetic nervous system that you can physiologically relax. When I do this meditation, I often hold stones that are comforting to me, such as rose quartz, while sitting on something comfortable, maybe a comfortable chair in a nice room that's quiet. You can find the props or comforts that speak to you. Maybe this is something that you might want to listen to when you're in the car, on your way to work, or maybe on your way to something that is not necessarily something you really want to do. Maybe it's the at the end of your workday. Maybe it's at the start of your morning. Maybe it's when you're having a difficult conversation with someone and you need to decompress. 
Just always remember with meditation takes practice and work like anything else. I find myself when I am going through meditation still having difficulties because we are all human. Every time I practice a meditation, I can feel my soul and my mind strengthening, but every once in a while, I still feel a bout of difficulty. The more we open our minds and our souls and our hearts, the stronger they become. The more aware we are of how we feel and what we're going through. And the only way to work through all of those problems is to really feel them. If we're constantly moving away from all of these difficulties, we'll never truly understand them and get by them. Start to feel yourself come to life. Feel your fingers and your toes. Feel your breath. Feel feel your stomach and your chest rise and fall with each breath. Start to feel the energy around you in the room, whether it be sounds, smells, voices, car beeps. If you're in Boston, maybe a siren or two. You can begin to open your eyes, or if you're in the car or doing something else, you can start to realize everything that's going on around you. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you feel? What do you smell? What can you touch? If you are into journaling, or maybe you're not into journaling, but you're down to try it, Reach for a journal now, a piece of paper, maybe the notes in your phone, and just write down a couple feelings. Write down some things that this meditation made you feel, what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it. Just promise me that you won't write about me tripping over my words. (laughs) Oh, goodness. I hope you guys all love this meditation so much. I am really excited to be adding this portion back into our episodes. I know that Rachel is so excited as well. I can't wait to hear the meditations that she finds and comes up with. And as always, we love you guys so much. We're so thankful to have so many supportive people in this community, so many supportive listeners. If you guys aren't already following us on Instagram, go give us a follow at Blissful Love Podcast. If you're not subscribed to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, go subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a review and a rating. We read all of them and we love all of them so much. So stay tuned for next week's episode. We love you guys and we'll talk soon.